Yeah, I, I was looking down and I looked up and I was like, oh, that's, that's, mm-hmm. Jenna's got normal clothes on. Welcome to the One More Red Podcast. We're taking Beyond the Barbell. I am your host, Modingo, and with me with a red cup of Weller Special Edition Bourbon mm. is my dude, Brobatussin. What's up? <laughs> Feeling a little under the weather today. He's, he mentioned earlier. Yeah, someone snuck a bug on me, bro. Someone come and start licking barbells. Something happened. Yeah, you know, just like we said in the last episode, don't come to the gym when you're sick. This is what happens. I don't think anybody was sick. I think unless they, they just snuck in. I'm not coughing and stuff, but yeah, this seemed yeah. Until you said you were sick, mm. is is this helping though? The, the Weller burning the <laughs> sore throat, burning the bugs out. I hope so. If it does, man, it might actually even help Jenna clear up whatever the hell's in her head. Allergies. Yeah, it's beyond allergies. Oh, in my head, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and with a cold or with a cold cup of cold brew coffee from. The place has yet to sponsor us or reply to any of our social media messages. I'm saying their name. We're not even saying their name. It rhymes you with all know. Warehouse 4, but it's Jenna Fisher. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Hello. And, and, and unfortunately, you guys can't see this, but Jenna is wearing regular clothing. Yeah, they can in the post that you just made. Oh, I guess they can, yeah. Yeah. yeah so. She's wearing pants. It's which like a, like I, suit I, pants. I think I've seen her wear pants once when we were working a <laughs> wedding together. Yep. That's probably the last <laughs> That's time. That's probably the last time I've seen her wear pants. It's, that's been about nine months ago. <laughs> I know. I was cleaning the floors and seeing someone flash past in regular clothes. I like, oh, we, we got had... a visitor? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> no, it's Jenna. Oh, back to work. <laughs> so what have you been up to, Jenna? Uh, I went to my little brother's band concert. Oh, today. what does he play? Percussion. So Just drums. drums or, or all, um, all things like percussion? Drums, bells, triangle. Do you play any instruments, bro? I used to play... Um, Guitar Hero. <laughs> Dude, I'm, you laugh. That's my nephews. I'm a hell of a drummer on there. I used to play that all the time, yeah. but I can't see I him. play an expert, though. I used to play my kids on that, and then little, just little, little by little, they kept getting better than me, so I had to switch to bass instead of guitar. Yeah. <laughs> bass is much easier. Ooh, Barracuda. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Dude, I would be like, my forearms would be cramping. I'd be sweating my ass off inside of my thing. This is a good workout. It was at my old house, so there was like a, a uh, picture window, a huge, uh-huh. and I can only imagine what fucking people were thinking when they walked past and I'm just like totally zoned out jamming, <laughs> like sweat flying <laughs> off my brow. Like, Did you have a headband on? I needed to, dude. I needed to start getting like grip tape on the drumsticks. I couldn't. <laughs> Wearing wristbands. I need something, man. Like I was getting after I'd play it again right now. Like Guitar Hero is a new sport, I heard. So um, You're so dumb. Back in the day, I remember reading this and I just pulled it up. But uh, Joey Zamaya, he used to be a pitcher for Detroit. He actually um, missed a start because he injured himself playing <laughs> Guitar Hero. I heard Hero. about that. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> he what, he yeah. injured his elbow. <laughs> Dude, and I can see it. Like when you're trying to play like some of those songs on Expert, like I did. Yeah. And, um, Not me. Yeah. And... Dude, yeah, you have to get after it. Like, it's it was pretty tough. Yeah, I remember that was back when Jim Rome had his show, and he was just dogging on him. He was like, bro, take it down a level, man. You know, next thing you know, they're going to start having writers in people's contracts about, 
no motorcycle riding, no skydiving, no guitar hero. <laughs> Bro, I, it's, it's, it's so much fun. Like we need to bring that back because that's what I was telling my nephews. Like they, they need ever, new songs. If they ever need, if they ever needed a drummer, all I need is the the sh- the, the colors. colors. <laughs> I got this. You give me the colors and you flash that shit on the screen. I'll play drums for you all day. He's talking about his nephews re- with Reflection Official doing big stuff. Yeah, real big stuff. About to release an album. Oh, good. Like a uh, completely. A full album? A full album, yeah. Nice. I took pictures for their cover. Oh, cool. Yeah, if you... Um, so they're half-assed, so... <laughs> yeah, take a look on uh, Reflection Official is their Instagram. Yeah, it's And I think the one video they have is a uh, Small Town? They got two now. Okay. Yeah, they just did a second one, but no, they uh, go to Nashville and they work with... Uh, so in Nashville, you go to certain studios and then the studios who do the instrumental part on certain things... Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> they actually play for these like big rich, all these. Yeah. The studio musicians. Yeah. yeah they, they, there's like a whole separate genre of musicians. That's all they do is record studio tracks. And those guys are killer. What they, they go on tour. So it's when, uh-huh. it, when they're off a tour, they come and work for these studios and they record. So they're getting like the top like drummers yeah. for the top country singers and nice in the world. And, um, you know, so they actually don't, I don't, they don't play the instruments. They just go there and they do the, the, the audio. Oh, okay. Oh, so, oh, nice. Yep. So it's expensive. It's I'm not, I'm going to guess it's like, I could be off, but around $3,000 for two songs. Yeah. To get it mastered. Yeah. 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 Doing that stuff is not cheap. Cause I've even looked at like the prices just for like audio books. Like when mm. I was <clears throat> helping out Aaron and then the other girl that I'm helping with her book. And now we're just trying to look at prices, like what people charge, man. That's a whole another racket right there. Yeah. You'll have to help me with my book whenever I write it. I, Eric Klaus says I need to write a book. Uh, Jenna can take the pictures. No, nah, I'm good. I'll take your cover <laughs> photo. Dude, I'm the best photographer your in this group. Your author photo. Uh, what? Pick Spy Bro? Shut up, Mo. That's the hashtag? Hey, look that hashtag up. I got more than Fisher and friends. <laughs> that's for sure. So today's episode. I made yeah. the show notes on this one. Yeah, bro read the show notes. No, Jenna I made did it. not. Oh, you, yeah, bro made the show notes. <laughs> I didn't make it. Jenna did not. She didn't even read them because she doesn't she didn't do even that. Listen yeah, to our did. episode. You know what was cool was when she used to um, actually listen to our episodes. When she actually used to listen to the show. And then, and then she would um, go through and like highlight certain things. Oh, yeah. You stopped saying good stuff, so. <laughs> <laughs> or I just like tuned it out. <laughs> I don't want to listen, just listen so to myself okay. now. <laughs> you walked into it. I was waiting for it, actually. <laughs> right when you started talking about it, I knew. I'm just going to drink. <laughs> but as, but today's episode, it's a good thing we do have Jenna here. Um, Cause she'll be able to maybe speak to some of this. It's a debatable. It's debatable. But today we are going to talk about training and sex. <laughs> Is training different for men and women? Aha. Gotcha. Gotcha. Meg. <laughs> yeah. You know, Meg's like, she's like, Oh yeah. Oh my God. I can't wait. I wait my whole life. <laughs> Is there a video to go with it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for those of you that have never had the pleasure of meeting Meg, actually I haven't either, but I FaceTime her a few times. So whenever we talk about Jenna stepping over that line, Meg's already over on the other side, facing her, like pulling her across and it's waving. So yeah. yeah, I can't wait to have her cook out this summer with um, Megasaurus Rex. Yep, and uh, Ink, Ink Mayhem. Mayhem. What, what what do we call it? Uh, pot or one more rep fest? Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be awesome, dude. I can't wait. Yeah, I think um, what you call it? August. Um, Rick, he's going to do security, right? 
And then uh, he's going to do balloon animals too, right? Because he said he used to be a clown. Yeah. Back in the day. Professional. Yeah. <laughs> From the bouncy house. <laughs> Sweet. So what's up with this topic, man? What made so, you think of this? Um, you know, I don't really know what made me come up with this topic. I was just sort of chilling the other day. And well, uh, you had time to chill. I had time to chill. Actually, I woke up, grabbed my coffee and my laptop and sit out on the back patio with I've just, seen that. and watch the horses just sort of just chilling out there. And then we started was, I had some actual downtime. So I was trying to think of show topics. So that way, you know, cause it's good that we have show topics. Cause it's good. Cause I didn't have shit. <laughs> like, I didn't have anything. We already know, generally, she don't even know what episode we're on. So, and I started thinking about all the different aspects of training that we've covered where we've talked to you about, you know, how do you train, you know, your GPP off the street guys, you know, how do you train through adversity and injury? How do you adjust your mindset? And, um, one of the ones that we have coming down the pipe, which I'm kind of excited for because I fit in this category is like, how do we train masters athletes? Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm going through that right yeah, now. And, and that's going to be a courtesy of middle-aged CrossFitter out of Georgia. Okay. One of our newer listeners. Yeah. She's the one that threw that topic at us. But, and then it just sort of dawned on me that we've never really talked about the difference between training uh, male and female athletes. Well, Mo, it only took us 70 episodes to do something yeah. on rest. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what, that it's just so funny because even when I was editing that episode, I was like, man, and I was texting bro after I got it done and I sent it to him to listen to I was like, you know what? I've only ever remember asking about rest. Like that first week I started CrossFit and I never asked anybody about it again. So yeah. What'd you think about the episode, Jenna? Did you listen to it? I was here. (laughs) I was a part of it. Actually, let me see how far I got into it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh She, she, she dimed herself out. She's so dumb. So when we, when we, uh, in this episode, I'm kind of initially going to start off just talking as it pertains to your GPP athletes or your general physical preparedness and how, or is training men and def- men and women different. And so like this first group of athletes we're going to talk about, refer to them as like Sally and Bobby. Those are kind of your scaled athletes, GPP, average health, just people walking in off the street. So. Speaking in absolute terms, is there any difference in how you train men and women in that kind of demographic? As far as a teaching standpoint, no. Um, I think what you end up finding is I've had the actual luxury of training. Chris is really one my first guy I've really trained. It's all been female, so mm-hmm. on that upper level, mm-hmm. I guess. But in class, you know. And we'll get to that later. We have a good mix. And I really, I don't treat anybody differently uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to class, I think. Um, athletes are athletes. Yeah, people are people. I mean, guys can be sensitive and girls can be sensitive mm-hmm. and uh, women can be abrasive and guys can be douchebags. So it's like. Yeah, holler. Yeah, so. Um, <laughs> There's no R in that. It's holla. Oh, holla. There you go. Thank holler. you. Holler. <laughs> I'm from Kentucky. <laughs> wow. Holler. No, um. Chris said hi. <laughs> um, but no, I think that there's really no difference, man. I, I think when you, as far as sex-wise, no. But when you start talking about mentality, mm-hmm. it's just about finding out what makes them tick, what makes them go, how hard can you push them, okay. and how, you know, do you have to kind of approach them differently? And then that goes even deeper. Can, then when you start knowing them, get to know them, you can pick up on their tendencies and you can tell when they're not in a good mood or when things are going bad. So, um, 
Yeah, no different. So when you first meet those athletes, do you have like a, a priority in terms of like things that you're trying to identify within those athletes? Like you're talking about like the, uh, how hard can you push them, their personality? Do you have like a, do you just have a number of things that you're looking at simultaneously or do you put one thing prioritized over another? I think trial and error. Okay. Like you push them. And they look at you and they want to fucking stab you. But probably most new athletes want to stab you anyway. I don't know. When they first start. They really don't know what's going on. Like, okay. They, don't, they wonder why their body's not working. Okay. They're not really concerned well, about Why me. is their body failing? Yeah. Then? But um, no, I think, you know, you got to kind of, you know, we talked about this a long time ago uh, last year. And sometimes when, you know, someone, the last person's working out, a lot, a lot of people don't like people surrounding them and cheering for them. Mm-hmm. Some people don't, and some people don't mind it. Some mm-hmm. people need that. Mm-hmm. It's sort of the same thing. You got to kind of like, when they shoot you the eyes, mm-hmm. all right, I'm back up. You got to understand what that means. Yep. Yeah. Like the lines out of its cage. Mm-hmm. I'm going to backpedal. I'm going to keep eye contact. <laughs> you know? but, but I'm going to yep. walk at kind of a perpendicular yep. angle yep. and <laughs> make sure I'm at a striking distance. Yes. So I think you just kind of, <laughs> as you get to know, I think that's what's cool is as you get to know the athlete, man or woman, um, then you can really start changing how you attack them as an athlete okay, um, and how to encourage them without pissing them off mm-hmm. or making them feel like they suck. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause sometimes if you push someone and go, 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 and they can't, then they start feeling like I suck mm-hmm. and they're already maybe on the back end of the wad and people are finished and wrapped up mm-hmm. and they're kind of now feeling like, damn, you know, you know, so I don't know. Now, um, getting a little bit more specific um, when it comes to scaling options in terms of the weight, why are men and women scaled differently? Uh, it was a standard CrossFit set and I'm kind of glad they did. Mm-hmm. I don't, I really don't know why women, what women's weight is considered 70% of men's when a lot of our women will lift more than our guys. Mm-hmm. In yeah. here, so, so that's when, when we, when we, though. when we have two separate, Weights listed on a board for male and female. It's mm-hmm. it's seventy. It's based off of seventy percent. Okay. Uh, yep. And so. And that's just the magic CrossFit number. Yeah, it's bullshit. Cause you get a, a female who is five seven, and you got a male who is five seven. Mm-hmm. The female throws to a nine foot line. The male throws to a ten foot line. They're mm-hmm. the same damn height, Mo. Yeah. And the and the ball is a different weight as well. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> wow. You guys don't want anything else equal. What? You guys don't like anything else equal. What are you talking about? Men. Well, enlighten us, Jenna. <laughs> Let's take this rabbit hole. Hashtag equal pay for soccer. Hey, I'm all about. Oh, that's a whole separate subject. You, yeah, yeah, that ain't nothing to do with I'm this. Let's go. Come on. What no, you got, I, bro? No, I, I have followed that a little bit with that equal pay for soccer thing. That yeah. I never realized there was such a huge disparity. Talking about the national team athletes. I mean, especially yeah. like with the men, they hardly bring in anything. Here's the thing, Jenna. I don't care about that right now. What were you saying? <laughs> that's what I was talking about. Oh, oh, soccer specifically. Oh, not, not, not CrossFit, not weight, <laughs> not <Yeah>. weight <laughs> or height. Cause she's, well, a, I mean that too, I guess. <laughs> now that you bring you're it taller up. than Aaron and you get to throw a shorter fucking distance okay, and, and, a lighter, ball. and, a and ball. his handstand pushups are 8,000 times faster than me. So what's that he, mean? Cause he doesn't have to throw his big ass up there. Like I do. <laughs> he weighs more no, by like five. I'm not even. Oh, next foot. Yeah. Uh, Aaron is a dense young man. He's a stout, solid individual. He's a roly poly. That's what Jen always calls him. He looks like when he does rope climbs, he does a roly poly. He does. No, I, I, that's what I understand is, and I think when you, um, what's unique is if you look at like the open, when 
there's weights. Mm-hmm. Women will beat guys in a lot of the weighted workouts because like the, let's say, take for instance, pass open the, the full clean. I'd like you to see the, the top women and the top male scores and see how close they are. If I don't know, I have to look I'm mm-hmm. just off the top of my head. But when you get those women, they're now stronger than that 70%. I've been saying this for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. That should be 75 to 80% now. Yeah, and that's kind of the reason why I brought it up because we had a sidebar conversation one day about this, how you were saying like the women are still accelerating at an increased rate of performance when it comes to the weight specifically than men are. Look at the speed ladder last <laughs> Am- year. Amanda Barnhart. Amanda Barnhart. And, 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 and that's a really good example. Yeah. Power clean and push jerking all the way through. And you got, oh, I think, Nick, your anchor. Yeah. He's full cleaning that and split jerking it. Yeah. Like, and he, that last one was tough. Yeah. And she just walks through it, power clean, push jerk all the way through. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, I'm just saying, like, these are percentages. Well, mm-hmm. it's definitely not even if this dude who is known for his strength. His strength, yeah. And Olympic lifting, he's full cleaning that last barbell and not power cleaning that. Yeah. And if you're not familiar with him, uh, if you, by the time this episode comes out, I'm sure you'll be able to see all the scores for the, um, age group online qualifier for the CrossFit games. And he's absolutely just crushed all that in his division. And he's just tearing through it like a freaking knife through butter, butter, butter. Um, but also a parallel I've told you guys in the past when I, in the earlier episodes, my athletic background, um, comes from volleyball, baseball. But one of the things that in the volleyball world that we've always said is that the net height, the, the net height for the women needs to go up. Because women are taller than you w- w- women. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I was this, I'm six two and I was the shortest guy on my team and I was a setter. And when we would play against, uh, some of the girls that, that when I was in Japan, like we had collegiate level volleyball players that just, you know, obviously there's not a huge professional ring unless you go to Europe or Asia, you know? So, um, we had quite a few girls that either played for like service academies or just college basketball or college volleyball. And like, it became an issue of like safety sometimes playing against these girls, especially even on a men's net because they, they were trained so much higher than the rest of us and their arm speed was just tremendous. Like there were a couple of times where I got smoked in the grill and like the ball would hit the ceiling, you know, and these girls are my height and some of them were taller and just the mechanics, you know, it's ridiculous and playing against them on a women's net. Like, no, nah, that's, that's bullshit. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a wrap, bro. <laughs> I don't want any of that. And same, much like CrossFit, it just seems like, the, that 70% is not enough Mm-mm. or it seems like it, it, it just, the numbers, if you compare from the beginning days, like the first time they went to the Staples center for the games in what, 2010 to the numbers that they're throwing up now. Oh yeah. You know, it's in that, in just that short period of time. Now granted CrossFit is a newer sport, but on that level, it's only been around for rough you know, 10 years or mm-hmm. so, but you just look at those numbers and they've gone up significantly. Yeah. It's, it's just the reality. I mean, it is what it is. I don't know. Maybe they will change it. Maybe they won't. I don't know. But these women are just crushing it. Now, do you think maybe the reason for that 70 percentile discrepancy is just, is it a biology thing? Is it anatomy or is it just, I mean, I I I don't know where they got it. I've never, I've never known. Mm -hmm. I really don't. And it's just been sort of like something you follow from day one is that's just the way it is. The 70%. Yeah. Um, so then my next question is why, why is there a discrepancy in weight, but not necessarily in reps for certain things? So like, obviously we talk about like Fran, for instance, it's mm-hmm. what, uh, 95, 75, but then 65. or 95, oh, 65. But then when we talk about, uh, something that's purely body weight, 
like uh, uh, Cindy. Cindy. Yeah, why? Why? You know, how come the rep scheme's the same, but the weights are different? You know, is there any? Who knows? Just is is the assumption that uh, women can perform at the same body weight agility as men, but not with weight? Yeah. Then you look at like uh, benchmark Angie, which is I think it's hundreds of everything: uh, pull ups, push ups, yeah. sit ups, air squats, uh, squats. Yeah. And same thing, you know, I think, but then you look at the push-ups, and the girls get hammered on that one mm-hmm. typically. So it's, I don't know. I, I don't know why they do it. Um, it's a good standard. I think that's the best thing about all this. It's a standard. We can all, okay. you know, like if I go to another gym, it's going to be the same weight or guys should be mm-hmm. if they do it properly. So it's, it's a good standard. And I think that, uh, just like CrossFit open, they dictate our movement. So Two years ago, they incorporated, you had to jump both feet back and both feet up on the burpee. Mm-hmm. This past year, they allowed you to step back and step up again. Mm-hmm. So when they dictate that, we can now train it for the entire, this past entire year, we've been training to the, to the, to new to the two foot standard, yeah. Yeah. both feet back, both feet up in this open. Then we got, when we were able to do this step up, which we trained for like two, three years, uh-huh. when we go to do that again, <laughs> people were like, like so uncoordinated because <laughs> they had to yeah. redo it and yeah. relearn it. Mm-hmm. Now, what about distances? Because those are the same too. You know, like rows, um, runs, rope R- climbs. Now, calories aren't. Well, no, no. I, the calories is, is my okay. next part. But why, why are distances the same though? Yeah, because I, I'm going to guess because females are going against females. I don't okay. know. I really don't know. Because guys are going to row faster than a female, hands down. Just because of the strength or? Strength, height. Weight, I think, weight, like especially weight. on the bike. Yeah, like <clears throat> you got your length of a guy; he's six two, mm-hmm. and a female's five seven. There's not no comparison. So it's, I mean, even your six two guys beat your you know five ten guys on the rower ninety nine percent of the time. Just longer stroke longer distance. Strokes, yeah, it's just. So then, how come when we were talking about using like some sort of erg, whether it be the ski or the bike mm-hmm. or the rower, and we talk about calories, why is there than a separation between men and women. I think it, the reason is because the, and this is sometimes false, the, if, if we was to put a 20 cal row between me and Jenna, I'm going to always finish ahead of her mm-hmm. until my fitness falls off, which is probably about two rounds. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, my throat hurts. Uh, no, um, but I'll be here in a 20 cal row all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And the discrepancy is a 2018. So it will probably be a two or three cal swing. Mm-hmm. So you're now you're able to race with okay. females can race the guys. You know, they have to have that advantage. The girls do because they have advantage on everything else. Lower height in the ball, less weight on the ball, way, less weight. Way. You know, and their clothes are cheaper too. I don't know about that. Damn Lululemon. But yeah, so I think that allows the uh, female and male to actually race okay. in that perspective. So okay. we always do on the bike and the bike is the biggest discrepancy in my opinion. Like, so a row is usually, what's the, what's the, it's the difference? Same. Okay. It, it's no, like, I mean calories. What's the, it, it goes, it's like 2018 or 15, 12, mm-hmm. 10, eight. It's just, there's always then there's what certain are, parameters. And then on the bike, it's going to be. It's roughly the same. Okay. Uh, so what we do the other day, so it was 35, 28, uh, 30, 25. Mm-hmm. So I think that you have to test it out. And I think where the, the testing comes from are these major online qualifiers or 
bigger events. Like we have larger WADA, sample size. WADA and uh, Granite and now all these sanctional events. So you get to test it if you're trying to, you can test it in-house, but, you know, what's the average? If, if, I'm, ta- if I'm doing 20 calories mm. and I got a good guy on the bike and a good girl on the bike, when the guy hits 20, what's she at? Like it's, okay. And then they kind of set the standard as that. Okay. Um, are there any other things like with those GPP folks that you kind of have, you do differently or you've noticed or recognized differently or what? about men and women, like maybe like, uh, why they're starting or the reason for staying or just maybe some of the psychology or mentality behind this choice of fitness methodology? Oh, that's a good one. Actually. I, I, I've had, they've actually mingled and intertwined with mm-hmm. reasonings. Like some of the guys will have the same reason as the females and the females have some reason the guys did it. It's, it's really, it's, it's okay. all over the place. It really is. And so what, what are like your most common reasons why people want to, like people coming from, like I said, just a GPP, not necessarily off the couch, but just, you know, like relative health. What, what, what do you see are some of the common threads? Number one is they're bored and they're not getting results with whatever they're, what they're doing. Yeah. Okay. So, um, two, um, they let themselves go. We've done episodes on that. Mm-hmm. Like they finally former athlete. Yeah. Or just used to work out a lot and want to try something new. Yeah. Um, didn't want to go, didn't like the whole global gym type thing. Uh, women, a big one for them is how they get looked at at global gyms. Um, okay. Like guys are always trying to stare at them, hit on them and they just want to work out. Um, so that's a big turn off for them. And which in here and in CrossFit in general, like when you're in group setting, that can also be challenging for females. We've talked about, you know, they walk in the door kind of intimidated, mm-hmm. you know, it could be hot. Like it is getting down. Guys can have their shirts off mm-hmm. and um, our girls are pretty much half naked. Yeah. From the rip. Yeah. And you know, booty shorts and tank tops and you said screaming and peeing everywhere. And yeah, Jenna's like notor- notorious for that. Like, we had to, I actually had to buy a new mat for the, um, <laughs> you're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so you know, women come in. So that's a, that's a big shock to them where no one's really looking at them, but now they're like, holy shit. Like yeah, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. It's chaotic. And so then they, their biggest concern here in a group class being mixed with guys is that people are going to watch them work them out specifically. Yeah. Okay. And they soon realize after the first workout, when they're looking up the ceiling, they're not looking at anybody. Yeah. They're too busy, worried about trying not to die. Mm-hmm. So Jenna, you know, she's one of the, look, you're, you have a huge presence here at this particular gym, but you're not a coach. You know, you're just always around and about. And I know one thing that always, well, that people will, <laughs> will, will identify you as is probably like the unofficial spokesperson. You know, you always come and talk up and talk to people whenever they show up, you know, but if bro or Angie or one of the other trainers is, is involved with another athlete or something. So, when you see these people come in, are there any common threads that you see separate or to get, you know, combined and intertwined with men and women? Like, do you see certain reasons why they show up or why they get intimidated or why they're scared or fears and anything like that? Mm, I don't think, I don't think there's anything really different. I think everyone kind of just walks in kind of slow, checking it out. Uh-huh. Like, it's not like they're just walking straight in, you know, they're just, I don't know, I guess gazing around checking it out looking at people trying to process everything yeah. that's going on um i don't know sometimes it, i think it just depends on the person some people are just more quiet and i have to ask more questions and mm-hmm. probably be annoying 
And then there's other times where people will start asking me questions and like, how long have you been doing this? Or are you a trainer or mm-hmm. whatever? But I, th- I don't really think there's a common thing for men and women. Do well, they ever share with you like why they, cause obviously CrossFit is still new and there's still tons of people out there that don't know what CrossFit is. And bro and I talk about it all the time, but when they come here looking for CrossFit for the first time, you know, do they have any expectations? Do they come in here and be like, oh, this isn't what I was expecting or? No, I've never had that. I think most people kind of have like researched a little bit what okay. it is, but they still, I don't think you ever fully understand what CrossFit is yeah. until you get until here. Until you pick up that, until that buzzer goes and, off for the first time. <laughs> well, and because everything is like the CrossFit game. So like people oh, see that kind okay. of stuff when they think of CrossFit, I think, mm-hmm. and then not what, what like goes on every day in a gym. They want to come in here and they want to see yeah. a snail and a fat bob and <laughs> what 20 foot rope climbs and yeah so i think it might be a little bit different but yeah yeah I, she does a good job I, you know it's she says they may be getting annoyed but honestly every time she doesn't know this actually um every time i get it when i meet with them and we go upstairs and talk or whatever because mm-hmm. i'm expecting them uh first thing they do is compliment like I don't know what her name is. I was like, it's probably Jenna. Yeah. And uh, was she really annoying? Like kind of girl, jacked? girl kind of Jack wearing yeah. booty shorts. Yeah. Pissing everywhere. That's <laughs> yeah, Jenna. Yeah. I was like peeing while I was talking to them. Probably <laughs> peeing on their foot. Sorry about that. It just uh, comes out. Well, I mean, they, they really do. They compliment that and, and how, you know, three or four or five people we had a drop in today. Actually it was his fourth. He started CrossFit in Michigan, but this is his fourth CrossFit class ever. Mm-hmm. And uh, he came in, and we had four or five people that was talking to him, and it's kind of cool to. He's actually had the the nerve to even drop in, at, being that new at CrossFit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of passing through. Yeah, that's that's that, good. That's yeah. ballsy, it man. Is. Shout out. Who was yeah. it? What was his name? His name was Robin. Robin. Was, yeah. Shout out to you, yeah. bro. If you're that new into the scene and you're just dropping in, man, that's yeah. that's I feel like I was dedicated that, already. <laughs> shout out to you, bro. Yeah, that's for huge. sure. Yeah, you never. We had rope climbs and. He never done a rope climb today. I was like, well, we're getting your ass up there. <laughs> and, um, nice. He did good. He got two and a half pulls. So nice. Yeah, man. So it was really cool. Okay. So now kind of advancing a little bit forward, um, talking about your elite athletes, your higher end athletes, um, or your higher end version of Sally and Bobby. Now do things change when they have this increased ability and athletic capacity? It's pretty close. I mean, uh, I don't know, man. Females are definitely more emotional. Okay. And I'm not just saying that. And uh, I've worked with majority females and, you know, I only have one guy. Yeah, I, I didn't so. even realize that until you, you, you just mentioned it right now. But looking back on well, it, hell all no, the people they you told them. Half the fucking reps and half the weight and <laughs> all this stuff, they should be better. <laughs> but anyways, um, no. You know, like with GPP, it's pretty much, it's a wash. And when you get into the top level, I, some guys can be insecure, you know, uh-huh. you know, I think if I, I try to, I talk to, uh, Chris and when I, I try to use some of the stuff that Chris will tell me that he kind of struggles with mm-hmm. and it's the same stuff that Jenna struggles with. And so I, I, I try in, in to, what, in what avenue confidence and certain okay. things or, um, letting their mind get to them, like, uh, okay. anxiety about certain workouts or certain things or how, how anxiety through the day throws off their workouts. Oh, and interesting. So it's good for me because, you know, Jenna hates, hates when I compare anything really, but I think it's beneficial 
even though she hates it, to see that you're not alone. It's sort of like when we do an athlete training course. If we do it, when we do a training course, if we have one person in it going through it, okay, and we're going through the movements, and then they're struggling with the movements, they feel like they suck. Well, they don't realize that other people struggle. But when we do a training course that has like three people in mm-hmm. it, and then another person is having the same issues, mm-hmm. they're a lot more calm. They're rel- more relaxed about Oh, okay, their... they get it now. Like, okay. I'm not the only one screwing up. So I try to use any information I get through all the people I work with, even weightlifting. You know, I'll use the, the, the pressure that you have a, a, a lifter to, to go out. You have, you're, you're opening with 90 plus percent of your max. Mm-hmm. Your next two lifts are going to be at your max or above. above yeah. And, and you got everybody staring everybody at you. Staring. It's super quiet. Super yeah. quiet, really bright lights. There's a lot of pressure. And knowing that if you fail these three lifts, you don't even total. And yeah. so you're done. So, you know, we're in CrossFit. You can have a bad workout and then you and can recover, get, recover yeah. and go get the next one because it's more in your wheelhouse or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I use, the, I, use, I use all these comparisons. Then I tell, tell Chris about Jenna and, and things that he or she struggles with. And um, it's really good information if you want it. Okay. So, okay. but yeah, I think, I don't know. I maybe it, it's a little bit different. I think the girls I've worked with definitely more emotional. Um, Chris is pretty even keel, but he also struggles with, like I said, the honestly same things that Jenna will have some struggles with. So it's kind of unique, but uh, I don't have a really big sample size on guys, to be honest. Well, so collectively, would you would you agree or disagree that your higher end elite athletes are probably more apt to share? with you than your GPP folks share in terms of like something that I normally wouldn't tell, mm-hmm. you know, like, like me, you know, like I said, I'm a, I'm an average CrossFitter, you know, on a, on a, on a good day, you know, I'm totally GPP. I'm here, you know, to look good naked and be able to wipe my ass when I'm 70. I don't have any aspirations of going to any sanctionals or anything like that. So because my reason for being here is a little bit more confined. And some of those higher end athletes where what's, I mean, obviously if I'm feeling a certain way and I, I feel that there's a benefit to me, this is Mo talking. I feel there's a benefit to me. Hey, talking to my coach, be like, Hey, you know, I'm really struggling with this. I want to get better at that. But it's probably safe to say that most GPP folks just sort of forgo that because they don't really maybe see as what they're trying to accomplish as important to where they need to bother you. Whereas that high end athlete probably has a little bit more one-on-one time and through that relationship has probably started to identify that, well, the more I talk to him, the more he can help me. You know, do you feel that communication pathway is a little bit more wide open with those higher end athletes? Matters on the setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jenna's a lot more. I mean, just, just like globally, not, not just like in the middle of a workout or anything, but like, do they communicate more? Yeah. It's matters on the setting. It, Jenna's a lot more prompt to share like, or what she's feeling through certain workouts or whatever. Or let's say we do a workout uh, qualifier and she struggles um, or she don't feel she did good. Mm -hmm. If it was just me and her, she would definitely open up more. And then when there's people around, she'll be more reserved Mm -hmm. um, because you're kind of vulnerable. You feel like you kind of failed a little bit, even though you didn't. Um, Especially when you feel like you haven't put on your best performance. Yeah. And so, and I would say the, when you get one-on-one, like today, I actually had Jenna and um, she did a qualifier for Validus and she did it yesterday and, you know, it was definitely, I thought it was way underperformed. I was mm-hmm. like, we'll do it. I wasn't here, so I couldn't help her. 
So we did it, changed a couple things, and gave a really good warm up. And in the warm up, I'm like, "Fuck, we're not, <laughs> we're we're not even gonna make it through the first twenty foot handstand walk." I really didn't think we were going to do it. Mm-hmm. And because um, yesterday she only we got four muscle ups, five, five, mm-hmm. and uh, of the first round, and and she had a video today, and I think that ninjas everywhere. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think that, and she can kind of speak on this. When it was in the Levada was here, but you know, it was a really small group, but I think I can, she listens and responds more and is more focused at the task when it's just her and me. Her and the clock. And the clock. Okay. And, uh, rather than people watching her. Okay. Cause then if she does bad, like let's say she starts missing her muscle ups, she's, she, I watch her, her eyes will wander and look at the people. And then she'll look at the Instead reins of focusing on the task and saying, figuring out, okay, why am I failing? And why am I, you know, instead of focusing on what I'm telling her, she's how she's failing or why she's failing. She's more worried about maybe being a little bit embarrassed is what I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, because she's now struggling where she normally doesn't. Mm-hmm. And then I think she, I can see the pressure just like fucking, just like a cloud, just like just, piling onto her oh shoulders. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then she'll check out and I don't, she can speak on that. I could be completely wrong. I mean, honestly, I never really thought of it like that, but that is true. Because <laughs> I mean, wait, I- wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Rick, you're gonna have to write this one down too in your diary. Please do. Okay, what time was that, Mo? <laughs> what time is it? It Please is uh, twenty-one forty-two on May eighth, two thousand nineteen. Jenna Fisher agreed with me. Yes. Holy crap! For the second time. <laughs> okay. Please continue. <laughs> No, I mean, I think sometimes I do, I mean, feel pressure. I feel pressure anyways, let alone when people are watching or I guess when you said that I feel embarrassed if I'm failing, but then sometimes I think ahead already, like if you suck at this, they're watching you, but I don't even realize that I'm doing that. Mm. It's funny what I can tell. So you come from a different area of sport where you were at a high level of performance, Mm -hmm. you know, soccer. I'm sure bro will disagree. (laughs) I didn't know it was a sport. Wow. (laughs) But through your, through your CrossFit life, you know, you at one point were not an elite athlete and you've ascended to that level. Do you through, you know, through all your work and training, but can you kind of look back at your, at the beginning of your, your career in CrossFit and do you see yourself like in a different headspace now versus then? Um, kind of, but not really either because I've always been competitive, um, maybe not this competitive, but I just saw a post I made when we were at our old gym and it was like, I can't stop thinking about trying to get over a hundred pounds on my snatch or something. Like I, all I wanted to do was just go back and do that. So mm-hmm. I think like that, I guess, drive to be better has always kind of been there, but I don't, I don't think I was ever embarrassed per se in front of people or, um, put that much pressure on myself, but I don't think I ever was in positions where I had to be. Where you were like on the outside of the herd versus in the middle of the herd. Everything that we've done is like team. Uh So until probably three or four years ago, that was when I kind of started to train more and train for something Mm -hmm. rather than like just competing and more like individually. So I would say feeling pressure or that kind of, pressure anyways is different now than it was oh it's previous. Night, i've said it this in previous episode she's night and day athlete uh, individual team team 
no pressure at all. Hmm. Goes out and slays it. Like, there's no questions. Like, it was, it's just, it's, it literally is night and day. And to try to get her to tap into that as an individual. Challenging. Individual when it matters, like open or whatever. Uh-huh. She just can't do it. And, and we joke because her and Aaron are kind of really wired the same way. Hmm. Where if, if we could, if I could somehow sneak in the open workout and them not know what the hell it was. They'd crush it. Through like, like well, on, a, Jenna, on, a, on Jen, a Tuesday. Yeah, Jenna's even said she would do that. If she oh, didn't yeah. know it was some sort of qualifier, that she yeah. would absolutely smoke it. Absolutely. Because yeah. it, it'll be a workout in their wheelhouse. And we're like, holy shit, they programmed this for you. Yeah. <laughs> like Aaron, it's handstand push-ups, regular push-ups, and, <laughs> and lunges. Ring, and ring dips. <laughs> no wall <laughs> ring dips. Honestly, yeah. I haven't figured out if that puts more pressure on me or less, like, yeah. to feel confident, like, I got this, or shit, you have to do good now, because this is something that you could do really good at, so don't blow it. But I haven't so like really that, figured that out, that, <laughs> if I get more. The, the fear of failure. Yeah. Okay. We've talked about that briefly, you know, and there'll be a workout like where Gina and Kara are really, really nervous. We'll talk about the whiteboard and it's like in their wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. Now they're nervous because they know they should perform well and they know that it's going to hurt because they know they can keep doing it. (laughs) There's nothing in there that's going to slow them down. Okay. So then they start getting nervous. Like, Holy crap. Like I got to go poop nervous. (laughs) And, uh, Carol come in and I'm like, you ready for today? And she's like, I'm so nervous. Like, I, I just can't stop pooping or something like that. And we'll get ready for the workout. Sorry, Kara, if you're listening and uh, we'll get ready to do a workout. Like you just sell like, she's just a nervous, she's like a nervous Nelly anyways, but. Um, do you, or do you program differently in terms of the intensity Mm-mm. for, for men and women? It's all the same intensity, just different numbers. Mm-hmm. Just trying to get that volume in there or a, a specific stimulus. I'll, I'll give you a difference. Okay. But it's based on the individual. Really, it had nothing to do with male, female. But, like, I had a, um, I did a strict handstand push-up program uh, for Chris. And his first one was max strict handstand push-ups in whatever time. And uh, so, I can do that for Jenna. But the problem we had was the second week, it was like, uh, no, I'm sorry. His first week was 40 total strict handstand push-ups for time. Mm-hmm. I can't program that for, for Jenna, okay. right? Because we're not going to get accurate. So I had to change hers to max strict handstand push-ups in four minutes. Okay. So, but that really has nothing to do with male-female. I just think that has to do with strength and weakness at a, a movement. So, because there's some guys who need, like, toe bar. Chris needs work toe bar. Well, Jenna's programming for toe bar is going to be a lot different because, you know, we already said the yeah, only way she's going to fail is if her arms fall off. Yeah, because she's got that, mat, she got good grip strength. and you got bigger hands than you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did do that hand comparison. <laughs> she's got fingers for days. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess, would it, uh, yeah, I guess kind of on the same level, would anatomy play a difference then? So, like, your smaller, your taller versus your shorter athletes? I mean, is that? It, it does. Okay. Oh, that's huge, actually. So, how does that come into play? Rowing. Okay. Rowing, wall balls, um, rope climbs. I don't think wall balls as much. Um, training wise, because uh, typically your athletes are strong enough to get it that high. Um, like when Aaron first started wall balls, his technique was bad. He was jumping on everyone uh, to get it to the 10 foot. Mm-hmm. And then I had to change him. Like, look, man, you don't have to jump. You got to change. Technique. He's strong enough. Yeah, strong enough. But rowing wise, a good example is um, I shared the story about Alina when, when she was at games, um, she had like a four, like a 440 1K. Um, but she's was five two 
Yeah, she's not very tall. She was 120 right. pounds. Yeah. So when their females are, actually the females were genocide, like, what are you, 5'7"? Oh, so she was giving up some, so, some, some size. So the girls that were 5'7", right? Yeah. Their, their stroke compared to hers, they could do 25 strokes a minute. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, in order for Alina to catch them and be close to the row, mm-hmm. Uh, we had to get her stroke, we had to get her fitness high enough where she could hold 35 to 40 strokes, strokes a minute. minute. So she had to double their strokes just to just to keep up, keep up with them. So um, that's the hard part is now when you're short, now we have to, if your rowing technique solid, now we have to get you fit enough to where you can maintain that really quick stroke per minute and stay on top of it. And you got to do that for a 1K. And uh, so it was very pivotal. So. And then we got her 1K row down to like 402, 405 mm-hmm. from a 440. And we did that in 10 weeks. And that was pivotal because if, if we, her, it's funny because if her row would have stayed the same as it was, and we didn't prove her fitness and her strokes per minute, yeah. she wouldn't have went to finals in games. Oh, really? Because it was under a 30 second difference from her going to finals and not going to finals. And um, so, yeah, it was huge. So if we had, if we, if we would, if you only, would never have addressed if we'd, that, if we'd have dropped only 10 seconds off of her one K cause I didn't get her fitness high enough. Yeah. Then she wouldn't have went to finals. Nice. So, you know what I mean? So it does play a huge role. Now at this level, do you tend to see one group trend, trend up higher, faster than another? Mm-hmm. I think, nope. Okay. I think it has to do with, is it personality driven? Yep. Okay. For sure. Uh, how open are they to like listening? You know, it's like, Give me an example. Um, I had Chris on a rep scheme. He just did a qualifier and um, I gave him actually the exact same rep scheme as Jenna. Mm-hmm. They're very comparable in this workout. Mm-hmm. And um, I had asked him how it was and he's like, it was perfect. Glad, laugh out loud. Glad I followed your rep scheme. Mm-hmm. So you have someone and Jenna actually kind of exposed. We changed it because of her. Um, if you're open to coaching, no, seriously. No, I just it, to me, it's funny you even have to make that statement because some people that seek out a coach are still not open to coaching. They don't want to hear. Yeah, yeah. It, it just but but we, th- but that just drives me. That that that, that doesn't. That's baffling to me. It's baffling to me but, too. Mo. But go ahead. I'm sorry. And um, so, but yeah, I think that if they're open to coaching, it's one thing. When they're not, I think you'll see certain avenues where athletes will excel a little bit faster mm-hmm. than ones who are kind of like always like questioning. Not that you can't question as an athlete. I think there's asking questions and then there's questioning. questioning. To- yeah. yeah. Totally you know, different. Totally different. Yeah. I think that's what I've run into is when you have full trust in your coach and you just get the fuck out of the way uh-huh. and do the work, but still have to say, Hey, we did this and I kind of, I feel like I'm getting kind of run down. Mm-hmm. Okay. I need to know that mm-hmm. that's very important information. Okay. So where are you feeling run down at? Well, you know, I think, you know, we're doing, you know, we went, three days of this and then two days of this, I started feeling it here. When mm-hmm. I get that precise, like here, like where does it hurt? That cue point. Here. Yeah. Then I can look at the total programming and like, okay, shit, you know, I did screw up. I really kind of overloaded them. And so now I got to figure out how can I get them to recover and then not do that again? Because mm-hmm. if I screw, if I, if I'm programming for Jenna and I screw up something and she doesn't tell you, and she doesn't tell me, and she's just kind of grinding through it. And I'm looking at her numbers, like, why is it, why, is why are the numbers going down? Okay, but she hasn't told me. Uh-huh. I have to have that information. So sometimes it can be the polar opposite, where, like we just said, they won't they muscle through they, it. They won't talk to you, like they won't tell you, hey, 
my shoulders hurting. Like, man, why'd you struggle on the muscle ups? Oh, my shoulders oh, hurting. My sh- How long has it been hurting? About a week. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> why didn't you say this last time? You know? So I think it can go. Well, but you programmed it for me. So I did it. <laughs> Dude, absolutely. So I, and then even that right there, you program it for me. So I did it, mm-hmm. but that can also go the opposite way of like, you know, questioning sometimes why do we do this? And I love that. Like you can ask me why we're doing the programming, um, but it doesn't mean I'm going to change it. Like, it's just the reality of if I'm on the 300, 300 foot view of everything, you're on the ground. It's mm-hmm. just a total difference. Like I'm a UAV and you're the soldier <laughs> and that's just the way it is. I can see over the horizon. Yeah. And you're just in the middle of the shit. <laughs> now, what do you think? Oh yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. we got to get female perspective. Do you even know what we're talking about? Yeah. But I don't know what you're asking me. Like, what do I think about what? So as an athlete getting coached, what do you think about as far as, I guess. The, the relationship and the communication, openness. Um, like, What's the hardest part for you to be coached as an athlete? As an individual. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you yourself. You want me to expose myself? Uh, no. no, I communication, communication, I think. Um, In what respect? Because sometimes like when I'm, you know, you're like dying out there and sometimes things don't always come off like the nicest way or I feel like I have a really bad problem of just not listening fully and continuing to work out. Um, no, let me save her. She listens, but she doesn't apply. Totally different. She hears what I'm saying, mm-hmm. but she won't take the time, like she says, to apply okay. the what Ver- I'm saying. Versus just like, fuck it. Because I'm just trying to go you know. fast and like finish. Okay. And that's, but... I don't, it's like, I can't even help it sometimes. Like I need to like realize that I'm doing, I know that I'm doing it, but not in the moment. It's like later on when it's brought to my attention kind of thing. Um, like you're going with your gut versus the coaching. Who brings it to your attention? <laughs> I'm <know>, some dick <laughs> all the time. <laughs> but I, I mean, it's something that you don't really notice. Cause you, I think that's kind of the number one thing that annoys me about CrossFit though, is just. I feel like that's kind of like ingrained in all of us. Like you have to hurry up and finish this. Like you're beating a clock. You know what I mean? And instead of focusing on certain things or like, I know Amanda Barnhart made some posts about training with intention. And sometimes I think that's hard for people to do. Maybe even when you are competitive because you want to get the best time or the most reps instead of focusing on like being better at one thing or focusing thing, whatever it is you're doing at that time. Yeah, I'd, yeah. We need to do episode on that <laughs> difference between training and working out. Like it's, it, it's yeah. good. I just ran that in our uh, athlete clinic camp thing. That I the did. one in Carolina, mm-hmm. and that was uh, that was people's favorite training versus working working out. out. Mm-hmm. Okay, and yeah. I mean, I do think about the workout before we start, but still, I guess it's more of like reps. Not what that's am game, I going to be game planning? That's totally different. Yeah. yeah. No, it's funny she says that. Like, uh as a coach to an athlete, it doesn't matter your skill set, GPP or not. I've had GPP people that are just here for the health fucking blow right past me as I'm trying to help them. And, um, like I do like, well, you just walk. Yep. You did. You, you just walk right past me. Yeah, You're just trying to wipe your ass. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to help you wipe your ass. Like, I'm, I'm trying to help, help you wipe your ass. <laughs> and, um, they'll blow right past me. And yeah. then you get someone who's on a higher level that takes the to the competitive side and they'll do the same thing. I'm like, 
I feel like you're just so focused sometimes too. It's just like you're not even thinking right. I guess it's not like to, it's not to be disrespectful, even though it is disrespectful. I feel like those, feel like those refs at the soccer <laughs> matches when you're trying to give somebody a yellow card or something, like and, and they don't even yeah, they don't even acknowledge you, the, turn their back they're on they're you. They're running, yeah. and they're running after him, trying to like, here's your fucking card, <laughs> and they don't want the card. You know, the soccer players go out and run the ref, and so that's how I feel. Like sometimes, like. I got your red card because I'm about to deliver it to you, hand deliver it to you. But I think um, it's communication. And she said it first and foremost. I think from male to female, it doesn't differ. From athlete to athlete, communication is totally different. Mm-hmm. Jenna's definitely on the different side of the communication. And it's been the absolute hardest part, I would say, of coaching her is the communication. Because if I say something, okay? And then she gives me a rebuttal. Sometimes it's, it's too much. Like, tell me the problem and I can fix it, but I don't need like, I don't need all the symptoms extra. I don't need the extra, you know, bullshit attitude with it. Uh (laughs) But that's what she, but it is some people are, but you get, you get, okay. As an athlete, if if I'm breaking her down, like, um, what's going wrong or something like that. You're giving her the feedback and it's say it's all bad. Yeah. Cause we don't. And sometimes that happens. That's just the reality yeah. of it. When you get, sometimes graded, you have a shitty workout. Yeah, when yeah. You, you get graded, it can all be bad. Yeah. But why are we talking about it? We want to want it. a shitty workout. Yeah. I want a good workout. All the but time. that's the thing. But in her mentality specifically to mm. her, she doesn't cope well with that. But as a coach, I have to, you I have, have to, to tell deliver. her the truth. Hey, th- you, you, I said, do you want me to lie to you? Yeah. You say great fucking job. You crushed it. And you're in last place. Yeah, you're doing her a disservice by not being honest as a coach. But then, you know, it's... Uh, but at the same time, that, you have to understand that athletes don't want to hear what they're doing wrong. But yeah. if it's a workout where it just, you know, I don't know what Jenna's uh, air, weak areas are. We'll say, you know, if it was a pegboard and, you know, <laughs> pistols because her hips jacked up right now and she just, you know, does not do a good job. The last thing she wants to hear is how bad of a job she did. And the only time in my opinion to talk about stuff is after the, right, it right happens, after, right after yeah. the element. And that's because you can remember everything, everything. about it. If I talk about the next day, you're going to forget small things that may be critical. Uh-huh. So breaking down something with her, like, okay, we went to, we did the open workout and we talked about this on here. Like she had just finished. She beat her last year's score, but she had killed too much time in the middle, like puking or whatever it was mm-hmm. gagging. And, you know, like get on the fucking bar. We're, com- we're competing. Mm-hmm. This is what you train for. You get one opportunity. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you're in the middle of it, you're not confident and you're, you're kind of like, you're timid about certain things. You kind of look for small ways out. And I see it. They don't feel it as an athlete. They look at it as I needed to do this or I had to do that. Well, there's a point in time where you got to just, that all goes out the window. We are competing. You are training. Mm-hmm. For this, you have trained for all of this. So what do you do? You, I go up and I'm honest with her. Like what happened? And like, she's so happy. She's so proud of, cause she beat her last score, but, but, but it's not good enough. But what coach saw. Yeah. It's not yeah. good enough. Yes. You beat your score. That's like telling me, she says, Oh, I have a 300 pound back squat. Cool. Well, let's get that bitch to 350. Yeah. Like, I don't care what you squat now. Like why are you satisfied with, well, it's really strong. Yeah. You got a strong back squat, but let's get it stronger. Same with the performance. If I go up and like, hey, what happened? Dissecting a workout right after with her is a challenge in the fact that she's emotional. She did bad. She kind of, she wears emotion on her sleeve. Yeah. 
and we talked about how she went to the bathroom and still beat everybody. Still beat my time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, but where the catch is from person to person is when I go to it, when I go to address her and I need to break this down right after mm-hmm. while everything's fresh, it's so, it's really fresh. Yeah. And it's like, it stings. Yeah. Like it's, but, but you have that I have to critical amount of time yeah, before you, you start forgetting shit. It's one of those things. And that honestly, from person to person, some people are like, dude, you're right. I suck. Like, mm-hmm. how do we fix it? And others are like, why are you yelling at me? Yeah. Like, what did I do? I did my best. Oh, yeah. Do yeah. I sound like that? That was just a general, oh. but yeah, I, I have a better voice for you. But yeah, I did my best. And I never, I never say like, I, I'm no doubt you did your best, Yeah. but we can do better yeah. and you have performed better. So that's a really hard part as a coach. And that's like, in my brain, that's what I have to deal with is mm-hmm. I got, I got to, I, I got to gotta, give them news. Yeah. I, yeah, I got to tell you, well, I won't say the ugly baby because, Tara, yeah, I apologize for that. Okay. So the, I, I got to tell them that this, that this meatloaf sucks, mm-hmm. but how do I go about, you know, <laughs> making that as polite as possible without being mean? Yeah. You, know, you can say what you mean, me what you say, but you can say it nicely. And, but when you're just, you know, you, you've dealt people with an emotional sides. Yeah. When they're emotional, you could be as calm and complacent as possible. And, and it can be totally misrepresented. Why are you yelling yeah. at me? Yeah. What's the tone about? What the fuck? Like, <laughs> bro, I just said, hey, what happened there? <laughs> and like, yeah. that gets why, tri- are you, why are you shouting at me? I'm not even talking about it. All right. Whatever. But see, it's funny for me because it's almost like the inverse for me where I don't necessarily. <laughs> you got to drop. I wish we were still doing YouTube because you would have just seen. No, uh, uh-uh, no. Uh-huh. Mo just finished off his flask <laughs> in his cup. He gave me one drop. It's almost the inverse for me because uh, we had that uh, repeat workout in uh, this year with the deadlifts, or sorry, with the cleans and the, the clean ladder, mm-hmm. how the weights went up. Yeah. And I was talking to my wife Melissa about the first time I did it. I was like, Yeah, I remember doing. It. I almost finished, and I just remember you telling me like, "Baby, you need to hurry up. You know, you're moving too slow." And she's like. She's like, that's not how I said it. I was like, really? I thought you were just like, you know, you know, really quietly whispering, you know, like, hey, you need to hurry up. But apparently she was yelling at me. Oh, and you I did the reverse. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I totally don't remember her yelling at me. All I remember is, hey, baby, baby, you need to, you need to hurry up. And I'm like, okay. Can you do me a favor? Okay. Can you do me a favor? <laughs> Make her. Yes. <laughs> Make Jenna hear that. You need to be Yoda. Okay. Help the young Skywalker. <laughs> no, I'm good, man. So. It sounds like there's some common barriers here, regardless of, you know, male, female, GPP, high performing. Yeah. Um, emotions. Emotions uh, are huge. The, uh, the personality. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the time too, you know, when these conversations occur, you know, when, when this sort of thing happens, you know, like right after workout versus a few days later. And, and I'll give you a good thing as a coach, you got to learn like, maybe I could do better on certain things where I can maybe give Jenna like 15 minutes instead mm-hmm. of five okay, or six because coming off emotions, you know, get some food in her. She's always hungry or something. <laughs> get the, get, get the hashtag horm- snack bag. Yeah. And, um, maybe I can do better in that aspect. So I do learn like, Hey, I, we have to cover this mm-hmm. and it has to be within a time frame, Okay. And maybe and I can having maybe that I, conversation I can extend yeah. that time frame uh, a little bit more. Whereas, you know, when I played paintball, 
we'd go out and I'm telling you, like I've always said, this was, it's one of the most critical team sports all around. It's just really hard to explain. But when we'd come off the field before we'd even break our stuff down. Okay. Cause we'd have like an hour in between each match mm-hmm. before we broke that down. We had that we all met and we had to like, okay, hey, huddle up. Mo, what happened? What did you see? Okay. What'd you see? Yeah. Okay. Then when you got shot, who shot you from where? Mm-hmm. And then who feel, you know, we go through this and we have to go because especially when you're in paintball, you have a, a thousand moving pieces mm-hmm. and it's all orchestrated and it's all. And the balls are coming like a hundred feet per second. Yeah. 300 feet. It's 200 miles an hour. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. They're 200 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. I never played that level of ball. So. <clears throat> When you're going through that, it's very critical. I would say uh, treat it as an after-action report. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, the good old AAR. Or uh, as a police officer, if you're officer-involved shooting, you need a statement while mm-hmm. everything is kind of fresh, fresh. in your head. Because yeah. when you get down, you're going to start forgetting things that could really save your ass. Yeah. What just happened. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, so for you, as a coach and a trainer, what would you say is the most challenging thing that you have to get through to athletes? That I want the absolute best for them uh, Mm -hmm. at all costs. So they, sometimes you may not realize it, that what I'm doing for you is for you. Mm -hmm. And if I am brash or abrasive, okay, it's not because, you know, I'm trying to be a dick. It's because you ain't fucking listening to me. (laughs) Are you sure you're not trying to be a dick? <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I've told you this. Mm-hmm. I, I got a guy in here. He's a great dude. And I will, it, I'll <laughs> ask him. I'm like, hey, are you trying to punk me right now? Like, are you messing with me? <laughs> is, is, is Austin Kutcher about to jump out from behind the wall here or something? Because I feel like I'm on punk. I will literally put hands on. Like, all right, hey, <laughs> this is what you're doing. Okay, here's what I need you to really focus on. Okay, okay, I got it, I got it, got it. Okay, cool. I'll watch. Next rep, same fucking thing. I'm like, hey, we just had this talk. Like, well, I need you really to focus on this. I didn't do that? No, I stopped you a second time because you did it. Okay? Well, can you please focus on this? Because if not, I'm going to have to take you, I'm going to have to actually mo- start modifying you. Yeah. And let's say it's notorious on bar muscle ups, like chicken wing. No, oh, chicken wing. It is yeah. not acceptable. No, it's not. If, that just leads to injury. If yeah. you're, if you're, uh, if your shoulder is below the pull up bar and your chicken wing, you get on top, mm-hmm. that's unacceptable. If your shoulder's on top of the pull up bar, okay, where it's closer to the chest, that's more acceptable. Unex- there's an un- unacceptable. If we're the, if the pull up bar is at my eye level and I'm chicken winging to get my elbow on top, that puts the shoulder in a huge compromised yeah. position. If the pull-up bar is sternum height and they chicken wing, it's definitely safer. It's not what we want. That's way easier to fix. Yeah, It's easier to fix, but they're not going to possibly blow their shoulder out. Mm-hmm. And that's where this will take place. I'm like, well, did I do it again? Yeah, dude. You did the same exact same thing you did thing. last time. Kicking really fo- Okay, I'll focus. Next fucking rep. Now, I don't want them to fix it right then, but show me something small. <laughs> Like, give me something small that you haven't, like, you are literally applying what I'm saying. Because I feel like, I'll be like, hey, am I speaking fucking German? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Convince no. me that you understand. And so, as, as that may be, and that's kind of elevated, but maybe a little, maybe not much. I don't know. I get frustrated sometimes because 
I want them to continue to learn this movement. Okay. And, well, I, and, and you don't want them to get injured, injured in yes. the process of developing efficiency with this. Movement. And that's my point. If, yeah. if you say, okay, yeah, I, I felt it. I didn't do it again. I did it again. I'm going to try it this time. Mm-hmm. Don't be like, did I do it again? When I just stopped you to tell you, you did it again. Like that right there is if, like, if I'm still looking at you with my head kind of cocked to the side, you probably did it again. <laughs> yeah. But he's the <laughs> sweetest, coolest dude in the world. And, um, and I, we, I bust his balls after class about this a lot. So it's not so, nothing I haven't sent to, to him, but, um, really, really cool. But, um, that to me, I'm doing it because I care. I don't want him to injure himself. Or if I'm going to motivate you and push you to take, Hey, go up a little bit in the weight. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know it's, I know it's a little bit higher in the percentage that's on the board, but I know you can move. You have a false max in the fact that you, you don't have mobility in the bottom position, but we can clean this power clean. There's no problem. Mm-hmm. Let's bump up the weight. And they're now they're like, ah, oh, look, look, I want you to do this because we can progress today. And I care about you and I care about your progression. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, let's take a band down today. Are you sure? Yeah. Like, you know, translating how much I care to yeah. an athlete is, is tough, especially in the, in the mix. Yeah. Because they're emotional. Okay. And I'm giving cues where I'm, I'm like, I'm giving all this information. Sometimes you're like, dude, he's a dick. Yeah. No, I'm, mm-hmm. on, I'm on you. I'm consistent at all my cues. I'm relentless. I'm trying to fix you because I care about you. Yeah. And that kind of takes me back to my days in the training environment. And I remember one, you know, student asking me, he's like, why are you always on my shit? And I was like, you need to start worrying about when I'm not on your shit. Yeah. Cause when I stop talking to you is when I stop is, is when I've given up on you. So it's very easy. Yeah. Um, and we actually did our, we had a trainer, uh, clinic, a uh, couple, two months ago. And when our trainer meetings, and we talked about this, like, it's very easy to not be relentless on someone. I could give up on this person, do the muscle up. And then when he blows out his shoulder. Let's okay. Let's take it to the degree where they're be, they're safe, but they're not moving efficiently. Efficiently. Let's go to a snatch. Okay. So I'm trying to fix something small and like, I'm looking at it. Okay. I diagnose it. I see, it, okay. Hey, I want you to really um make sure you squeeze your shoulder blades together and, you know, Wrap that bar around your shins as tight as you can. You know, try to rip that, you know, bend that bar in half. Mm-hmm. And I want you to maintain that all the way through until you get to the pull under the bar. Okay. All right. I got it. I got it. And they don't do it. Okay. Okay. Hey, you didn't do it again. Really. You squeezed your lats that time, but you didn't do your shoulder blades. Like, you got to really do both. Okay. We have to get this to the pocket. And you got to stay on top of the leg. We can't throw our hips into the bar. It's getting away from you. Okay. Okay. They do it again. If they, if they mess up again. I can be like, all right, well, hey, just keep working on it. I'm going to go over here. Mm-hmm. Or I can be like, all right, hey. Let's I, stop. Yeah. Here, this is what I'm talking about. Get, I need you to really squeeze your blade, squeeze the lats, get really tight on the bar, and I really need you to stay focused on that through the whole pull. Let's just slow down the pull a little bit. I can now step away from them, and I can go to someone else. Because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, he was, won't leave me the fuck alone. Like, yeah. They're getting set up. But now I'm, at, now I'm over here at Jenna. And I'm trying to fix something with Jenna. I'm like, hey, Jenna, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I can still check them. Mm-hmm. All right. Now I can look at them like, oh, hey, good job, Mo. That was so much better. Mm-hmm. You, Did you feel you, that? Yeah, you yeah. feel that? Yeah. Great job. I could, I could have not done that. And mm-hmm. I could have not stayed relentless. And then it shows that you don't care. You know how many people we get here that don't get coached? They, they want to be, they want to, they want to be. They want to be the best versions of themselves. They want to yeah. get off the bands. Yeah. And they've been on the two doesn't? black bands yeah. for two years. Yeah. And they come here and day one, we get them down off a two black bands. 
and no one has ever told them. So they're not going to just take bands away because they're not confident that they'll be safe, Mm -hmm. even though they can. But no one cares enough about them to pull them off of that. And I think that's very hard to athletes. Like, if you're at a good gym, and your coach is on your shit, they truly, genuinely care, and they want you to improve. If they're not coaching, like Mo said, then you got concerns of, what are you paying for? What are you paying for? And why the hell am I not getting coached? And they're getting all this information. Mm -hmm. And that's typically what it is. They care more about the high level athletes and them progressing. The 1% that isn't paying their bills. (laughs) Than this person who literally just wants to go down in bands and and they've been wanting this and, but they're not, they're too timid and shy to like start taking their bands down. You know what I mean? It's just, it's one of those things. It's tough. Yeah, absolutely tough. So cover a lot today. Um, it was a good topic, man. Yeah. I hope, uh, you learned a lot about a little bit about, uh, sex and coaching. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, no, nah, just, uh, if you have any feedback, let us know. Um, we're always open to, you know, hearing from you guys. I mean, cause you know, the, the three of us, we're far from closed off to hearing different perspectives and you guys are the ones that drive this community and drive this show. So really love and appreciate all the feedback, shares, likes, subscriptions, and comments that you've been leaving us. Uh, but we're behind on the comments. We're down, we're 69 and we're, this will be episode 72. Yeah. So yeah. What's the hell's going on with fix that? that? You know, I was just looking, <laughs> I want to pull this up because we're on the air and this is the only time I get to really talk to all you efforts. I'm going to pull this up right now. We need to start targeting. We're going to target you. <clears throat> all right. So. Um, we need some more overseas uh, reviews because. Um, I, I have to look separately in 69. iTunes. 69. Now well, tell there, me this, Mo. Uh, there's 70 because there's one over in Europe because you have to look at the European. It, it's really, oh, wow. iTunes is really stupid like that. Mm. I have to go to the European iTunes in order to see. We only have one in Europe? Yeah, which kind of blows my what mind. What the heck? Yeah. Get What's on it, Europe. <laughs> Don't let so, the Yanks yeah. beat you. <laughs> <laughs> so if you leave a comment in, in your, one of our European listeners or uh, Asia listeners, Send us a message because I physically have to flip my well, iTunes to whatever out, country. Don't leave out Australia. And look, that's what I'm talking about, Asia. That, that, that falls that's in. Cons- that are considered Asia? Asia and. That's messed up. Yeah, it's really weird the way it's for Australia and New Zealand. It's kind of mm-hmm. just sections it off. Yeah. Shout out to that CrossFit dad. Yeah. Um, what's up, man? Yeah. But I, I physically have to flip from US iTunes to whatever country. And that's how I have to look at the individual uh, reviews. So if you're leaving a review from a different country, please send us a message, either DMS or just go ahead and uh, throw it out on our Instagram or Facebook page. And I will, we will all look at that specifically. Dude, we love them. And give you a shout out. The last one we had, April 5th. Thank the Brooke. Yeah. Brooke did Brooklyn. It. Yeah. It's a month. Uh, dude, that's. That's unacceptable, y'all. It is. I mean, we don't really ask for much. Like, give us topics to talk about. Yeah. Tell us what to talk about. Yeah. Send us alcohol. I mean, and we alcohol, don't ask for anything. Comments, yeah. reviews. We don't ask for shit. And so. <laughs> The 69, even though it goes, goes kind with today's topic, <laughs> we need, we need 70. All right. We need no, one per. We need 72 because this will be episode 72. We need one per episode, guys. If, Come you, on. if you've been listening to us for two, um, a year and a half and you ain't left a review, I'm yeah. going to find you. Yeah. By, by my guess, we have about 200 regular listeners. So what's Liam Nail? That, that's uh, like one. Oh, I, 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 will, I will find you and I will, I will hunt you down yeah. and I will find, find you. you and I will kill you. I'm not going to kill you. We won't kill you. We won't kill you. I will put you, I will put your, I'll bring up your iTunes on your phone and I'm going to make you put in the damn review while I'm standing there. So I'm going to be under your couch and I'm going to, 
uh, taking you. <laughs> You're making me have a cough attack. <laughs> and that brings this week's episode to a close. I'm Owen. I'm out. Peace. Bye. I'm really. I'm gonna take it. Thank you for listening to the One More Rep Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at One More Rep Podcast, or on Twitter at Can I Get One More, or shoot us an email at Can I Get One More at gmail.com. Have you been watching videos yet? Scoring them? Mm-hmm. I haven't scored them, but I've been watching That won't take I did it once. I was drinking during, after like the third or fourth video. I started fucking drinking. <laughs> go pee. Yeah, do you have to pee? I don't think so. Go, through, go the, through your fucking checklist. Did you look at the notes? I might, no, I didn't, honestly. Yeah, take a quick look. I might cough a lot, though. Honestly, Mo, I didn't even get a finish to the last episode. You're just that busy? Like, literally. But I've, I kind of fuck. I've been fucking myself, because... <laughs> I got a <laughs> welcome to the table, brother. Let, let, let's talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking let's talk about life. What, I didn't get notes. Would you send them in? Uh, I text. text. Oh. Yeah. I've been trying to go to bed earlier. Um, actually been pretty successful. Good. Um, but then, but then like today I'm kind of fucked cause I have to, I have a call at 10 30 cause <laughs> my, my clients in Japan tonight. Yeah. So uh, he'll, be, he'll be part of the podcast. <laughs> All right, so training and sex. All right. I mean, people will click that, that's, yeah, that's That's clickbait. clickbait. That's so clickbait. Like, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. So we if I peer on my friend. We can do both at the same time. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I bet you that will get some attention. Oh my God, yeah. You got my fucking attention. <laughs> I don't even know who you well. are. You got fucking weird clothes on. I know, she's, her hair's, she's got long hair. Did you take pictures on. or something? No, I had Nick Close's band concert. Did you go there with the dumbbell scuffs on your shoulders back there? God damn it. <laughs> Look, she got dirty dumbbell scuffs. <laughs> I don't have time to shower. Girl problems. Oh, let me get a picture of that. You know. You know what it's like? Someone buying a camera from Walmart and then calling themselves as a photographer. Or someone buys yes. a, a DJ controller. Or someone buys a controller and now all of a sudden they have like that in a little laser and they're a DJ. I know exactly what you're we talking about. We have to. This is our second episode. They're fucking doing it. That's so annoying. Dude, I'm ready. Let's fucking go. I'm episode two. Just because you got the shit doesn't mean you are the shit.